everyone. Hello guys and welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast and today we're coming from Battlefield 1403. Uh, 1402, 1402 actually we visited earlier. Yes, yeah that confuses me, there's people throwing <laughs> dates at me left right. I'm not good at stuff like this with history, I do enjoy history, I love history so much. But dates... well, it's all in the past, isn't it? That's... Are we still doing this? Are we? We're still doing. So uh, I'm Alex Whiteley, uh, and I'm Alex Westwood. Yes, and um, you're back. I am back. With popular demand, um, you uh, you did a great job, such a great job. Thank you. Thank of you. the baton relay, um, that um, we've had some nice comments, and I decided to invite you back. And the first job is like literally the weekend after. And we're at the Battle of, uh, Battle of Shrewsbury here, again for the second year. Now last year we had a studio, and um, we set up here for the whole day, and we were going to do that today, but um, there's a couple of contributing factors. Uh, number one is we spent two days, uh, I spent two days with my family, we went for a whole day around uh, London, uh, where we, we did some walk, lots and lots and lots of walk. We walked miles, like you do when you go to London. Oh, you do, yeah. You see the sights. And then we went to, uh, to Chessington, uh, roller coaster and stuff again, more walking. And on our way back from Chessington, the the, the, the the clouds just opened. It was rain, torrential rain. It was it was rainy yesterday. Yeah, so I was like, I can't risk taking my, my marquee and my very expensive equipment. So I said to Matthew, we will be mobile mode today. So we'll be walking around. We're going to speak to Matthew. We're going to speak to a few a few reenactors and uh, there's a couple of people we've already spoken to on video uh, which by the way will contribute towards this uh, this podcast so by all means finish listening to this podcast go to youtube watch the video that goes with the battle of shrewsbury to 2022 um we just watched the battle what did you think alex oh it was great it was lively it was certainly a lot going on it was fantastic your arrows going everywhere you know Nice sword clashing. It was, it was good. Oh, 10 my, out of 10. We were stood, uh, so like there's a, there's a couple of picket lines. Uh, we were stood at the front picket line, which is for the press. And Matthew was like, beware of arrows. And I thought, as a promise, I thought I was going to get hit by an arrow. There were no arrows. I'm a bit disappointed, really. Well, oh, I'm not. I mean, you know, but, you, know you, you don't want an arrow going in you. Got some great shots, though. So please check out that vlog, because from what I could see through the camera, there's some amazing battle shots that we got from there. Um, Timmy, you saw that. Um, do you do you like history, Timmy? Uh, kind of. What, there's a microphone there for you. Kind uh, of. Kind of. What What's your favourite kind of history? What you've been learning about in school? Mm, Christopher Columbus. You've been learning about Christopher Columbus. Okay. In year one. In year one. Um, and what did you think of the battle there? Was it exciting? Was it scary? Was it fun? Fun and exciting. Fun and exciting. Um, good. And what was your favourite bit? Uh, when um the horse guy knocked the other guy over. It's good, isn't it? They're brilliant, aren't they? Um, right. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take a walk around. We'll we'll get a biscuit run. We'll do it together. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do yeah, a biscuit run together. Man. We'll speak to some old friends from last year, and we'll make some new ones too. So follow us, guys. Let's do this. I don't know if you guys remember me. Uh, I'm from the Shrewsbury Biscuit. I was here last year. I do, yeah. We were doing an interview and you guys kind of started harassing me with the horses. It was amazing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic, it really was. Would you like to introduce yourself? So, so uh, my name is Phil Pembridge. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing this for quite a few years now. Uh, about 35 years in reenactment. But it's only the last six or seven years that I've started doing stuff with my horses. We've always had horses. And obviously the big Percheron at the back, who is the superstar, and everybody wants uh, uh, an interview with. And this is uh, the nearer one, is Joey. He's a new one to us, and this is his first uh, 
battle um, thing really and he's he's getting a little bit upset unfortunately just now at the uh, uh, start of the battle he's, he's he's had plenty of practices but he's uh, he didn't want to be apart from his friend and that was that was the uh, incident there right at the beginning I mean you've been you say we're doing this for a long time now how do you prepare a horse for the, the clanking of battle just practice. Practice. just practice 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 the thing is you can practice a lot at home, but until you've got lots of people around. So with the group, we practice, yeah, several times a year. Uh, and we'll do little scenarios where they're spinning around and fighting. We had a, 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 a show one that we did at uh, Tewkesbury, yeah. uh, Armour Behind the Abbey, earlier on. Now, be nice. Phoenix. Uh, he, he, the, the new one is trying to drive the other one off. And that's just... A little bit of behaviour there. Is but, there a uh, bit of uh, alpha male type um, shenanigans going yeah, on? Yeah, little bit. Or is it just horsing bit. around? It's, horsing it's, around. Well, it is horsing around, but it's he's. This is the first time that Joey has been in a um, uh, roped paddock. Oh, Normally, he's in electric fence, and he doesn't know that this isn't live at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> so we just hope that he behaves himself. I'm sure he will. King's used to it. He's had a lot of practice. And it's just repeat it, repeat, repeat, repeat. And it's just getting them used to situations where things are a little bit different. Yeah. The, uh, the new one, he's an ex-Hunt Masters horse. He's been there, seen everything, done it all, we thought. He was fine on a race course. We took him there. We took him tent pegging to do a demo. And he was uh, pretty good there. Did very well. Um, King's a bit slow, the Percheron, um, but he's very, very steady and he usually makes other horses very, very calm. Joey today took exception to uh, a lot of uh, shouting that was going on. Be nice, be nice. That's steady, 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 steady. Hi King. All right, Kingy, so there you go. Well done. There we go. <laughs> Chewing down the microphone. Well, we'll, we'll let you uh, look after these guys. That's all right. Uh, so, sorry, you. I'm, I'm a bit distracted with them at the minute. No, that's absolutely <laughs> okay. fine. Well done for the show. You do a great job, honestly. And Thank I'd, you. I'd love, I could chat to you for hours about this, but uh, we'll let you get on. Be nice. <laughs> Hi there. You're all right. I'll when you've you finished your apple, give him the call. Right. Do you mind if we bring uh, 21st century technology into into your? Uh, your beautiful medieval tent. That's so. absolutely fine. How are you doing? Am I talking a lot? Am I? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Lee? You good? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. We were supposed to get you on uh, on a, a few weeks ago, but I was really poorly. Yes, it no, it's fine. Um, you feeling better? Yes, I'm, I'm a lot better, actually. Good. Um, <laughs> it's touch and go, actually. You know, it's been so busy over the last few days. Uh, but I guess you guys have been crazy busy with the preparations. Um, well, group-wise, it's been really good. Yeah, because we did the Battle of Tewkesbury a couple of weekends ago, and yeah. that was a, a really good show, although really, really hot. And we were on the side of the battlefield, and we couldn't really escape the sun. We were talking about that, weren't we? we were like, is it better for it to be rainy a little bit, or is it like the, this those is 35 weather degrees? weather now. <laughs> Overcast, not raining, but, well, you don't mind it spitting a little bit. Because um, the sun, yeah, it's just, it's a killer, should you say. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we just want to hide in the shade. I can't imagine bit. running around in 35 degree heat with a uh, lot of metal attached to you. <laughs> yeah. reflects off it the sun. It was very, very warm. And yeah. um, as we were trying to get back on, on, back to our camp as well, the public sort of blocked us. So we had to go and find some shade to hide under um, somebody's tent. 
It was good though, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a very, very good event, and so was this. This is fantastic, it's getting better and bigger every year. So There was lots of reenactors there on the battlefield, wasn't yeah. there? Um, so we had a nice little warm-up battle this morning. So yeah. uh, we were on the losing side this morning, but we were on the winning side later, so it's okay. <laughs> Switch sides. Yeah. Uh, i got some great footage. I can't wait to play with that later when we put the vlog together. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, oh, so. Can't wait to see that then. Yeah, it's really good. I've got a really good camera now. Last time we were with, with phones and and whatever we could grab now we're here with, with proper sophisticated stuff yeah. you know so it's really good, good. <laughs> <laughs> um how much uh, how much um because obviously we, we always make the joke about um don't tell the wife how much i've paid yeah. for all this sort of stuff she's not going to listen to this hopefully no no <laughs> <laughs> she probably will actually she knows i'm on it but like a, like a year in the life of a reenactor that takes it seriously yeah is it quite an expensive thing then very very and it's because of obviously steel prices with everything that's going on and obviously the the crisis that's going on at the moment um it's just going up and up and up um i try to tell myself buy something once a year like expensive once a year yeah that's what i tell myself it ends up being a bit more than that but <laughs> that's what i tell the wife um, and then yeah collect it as you go along um but yeah it depends where you want to go though because some people are happy not to go on in, in the full army they like to play like the almost almost like the i want to say jester but not jester but like the lower class sort of look the minstrels the common look. yeah that's right so and then you can get because we've been doing it for years and years obviously we've got kit that we can hand down as well to let them come on so rather than stand there and be like ah yeah but, but we found like a little <laughs> trick where you can see me and adam here we're in our tabards um so we can hide everything underneath if you know what i mean so that that although you might spend a lot of money on a proper tabard you can hide what you're wearing underneath if that makes you sense. could have a nike t-shirt under there nobody would even yeah. notice well, we were just talking <laughs> under because, armor uh, i bought like a really expensive brig um and it's beautiful and i've got it on but then i put this tabard tabard over the top and i'm like i can't see it now <laughs> no. so i'm like oh what do i do so I'm at, I'm at that stage at the minute where do I not wear the tabard but it looks really nice but then you can't see me armour so maybe mm. I'll do it like half and half each Well battle. there's going to be a, a fashion show in a bit isn't there from what I hear um, I believe so that's why we're hiding <laughs> You're not going to do the, the fashion show? No, no, no not this year Hello? Maybe fashion next show? year Hello? It's Tom Buffy. Hello? Oh, oh, oh. Would you say hello? <laughs> you can say hello if you like, it's not live. Um, I need to find some water. Oh, he's just a guy come to us and he's like, oh, we thought oh, we could get an interview. He's like, please, please give me water. Or you can have some of this. No, I need to it's not. Okay. No, it's right at the right at the edge. Right, Lee, we're going to carry on. No, taking thank this. you. Thank you, it's nice to see you again. Thank you. Um, maybe after this, me, you, Matthew can meet up and we can that'd have a debrief. Great, that'd be nice. yeah, that'd be really good. How did it go? What were the best bits for you? Yeah. Uh, any challenges? I'm not actually here tomorrow because I'll be in another country from a friend's wedding so oh, right. I literally I'm doing the battle this afternoon jumping in my car going home having an hour's kip and then off to the airport so nice um, I nice. really hope I don't get hurt because the wife will definitely not let me come again <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well thank you very much um, have you, you got any questions for Lee, uh, for Lee before we, we get out of here um, why didn't he come as Matt Smith I don't think we even mentioned this on the podcast itself. Um, I gave Alex here, I was like, you know, he was yeah, like, awesome, dressed for the occasion, I said, and he rings me up and he's like, I've got a medieval outfit or I've got the Doctor Who outfit. And I laughed at the Doctor Who outfit. So he's come dressed as Doctor Who. You're David Tennant, right? It's, yeah. 
can't wait to see you in the Christmas special. So <laughs> that's this year. <laughs> it is, yeah, no, yeah. We've got some fun it comments. Is. It does kind of make sense. And Alex's excuse of us is, is historically accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. In a sweet ironic. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, we're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going to take this and we're going to go straight onto a biscuit run, I think. Yes, yeah, sweet. Yeah, so this is where we just, we just walk and nice talk to people. Thank you very much. We'll see you later. Again right, well. be careful as we back up. Have a great day and enjoy your uh, your 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 thing tomorrow. Yeah. Right, okay. These people look interesting. Yeah, let's have a chat. Yeah. But they're walking quite quickly though. It's alright, we can walk quicker. Let's go. Yes. Hi guys. Hi guys, you alright? Alright. How's it going? We've got some microphones. Can we come say hello? Yes, oh, of I think you've got headshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 um, oh yeah, we were about last year. Yes. Um, I'm from uh, I'm from the Shoes Your Biscuit podcast. Uh, we thought we'd come and speak to some people and say it's why, 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 why? Because we can. Yeah, I love that. I love it's that. It's great fun. I mean, reenactment in general for us is it's all about escapism. You know, your sort of mundane working life, being able to come away, be somebody else for the weekend, relax with like-minded people. It's pretend just, you're it's rich. Just, pretend you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just great fun. It really is. It's just great fun. Pure escapism and. I love that because you know we were talking about a bit about cosplay and stuff, just mm. chatting really. Same sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know you might find someone that's really, really kind of shy and within themselves, and as soon as they're walking around as their favourite character, they, that's right. They come out of themselves. Yes, yes that's right. Yeah. Um, is is this is it just a one period that you like you guys like to do, or do you like to? Our group, which is the Free Men of Gwent, we specialise between uh, thirteen fifty up to Agincourt, which is fourteen fifteen. So we dip into the fifteenth century a little bit, but our kit is sort of specifically for that period. You know, that sort of fifty sixty years. And do you travel around with these guys around the country, or with our group? Yeah, yeah, we do most of the stuff we do is in Wales because we're a, a South Wales based group. Um, so a lot of the stuff we do is in Wales and on the marches of Wales, but we do Shrewsbury and we also go and do the Battle of Evesham as well, which is a bit an early period, so slightly different clothes and slightly different armour, but that's a cracking event as well. So, but we've been supporting this for the last couple of years. It's been slowly growing, hasn't it? Yes. There was a lot more reenactors on the the first yes. battle. I mean, the, the the big ones later on. Yes. Uh, very very impressive. I think Matthew's done a great job of uh, bringing all yeah. those people has, in, yeah. especially after the sort of couple of years we've had as well. You know, people are sort of leaving the hobby, and hopefully yeah. people are starting to come back again. Which is fantastic. Which, um, if somebody wants to get into battle reenactment, uh, what advice would you get them? What, just, you're shaking your head like, yeah. don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> Basically, yeah, no. you know, it's all online nowadays. You know, you can just, if you see a group, go to a, a reenactment, get chatting to people in groups that are always. Just don't more go than, to the first group that you see. Just, you know, yeah. try a couple of groups. Get chatting to people. See what works for you. Because each group's different and each group's got its specialties and, you know, so. You go try a few different groups, um, well, get chatting to them. The three men are going to obviously the best. The three men are going to obviously the best. And just um, get chatting to them really and, and sort of find out. But the first thing is don't go out and buy stuff mm. off eBay thinking it's right. Always get advice because if you turn up with some sort of plastic kit off eBay. <laughs> oh, but it comes with a certificate of offence, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always ask yeah, advice. Yeah. But yeah, if anyone wants to get into it, it's it's all there online. The, the information's there. And the group's always always happy to impart their, their knowledge and encourage you in any way possible, you know. Well, thank you so much for chatting to me. You're I hope you welcome. guys have a great weekend. Yes, and, and you Great guys. chatting to you both. Right, your turn next. Onwards. Um, right, who else should we speak to? Should we go into this tent here? Yeah, why not? So these guys are doing. Oh look, hats. Hats and all things headwear. Ah. 
bags as well. A couple of bags. So we're still recording, guys. Uh, we're looking for other people. Handmade things. Handmade things. Beautiful. Hello, guys. Do you mind if we have a chat? No. Oh, lovely stuff. There we go. Before we come and say hello, um, we're from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Uh, and we're walking around today and getting some conversations with people um, and asking them what it is they do that they do and what it is they do. Well, so we're, what, oh, we're, gonna, there we are. We are Alison and Hugh, um, I mean, Alison and Hugh's handmade things. Okay. And um, we hand make things. What, so it, what's your favourite thing to make? Ooh, it depends what I'm making at the time. Um, uh, hats. Leather pouches. Um, I was going to say, it does smell nice in here. Yeah, well, making the candles in a heat wave was not my favourite. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, but basically, yeah, um, I do the uh, anything that's that's bendable. So leather, wool, mm. uh, wax, um, and um, little brass pin, uh, bronze pins. That's all me. The wood is Hugh, so um, he'll can tell you about what he likes to make. Hi, Hugh. Hi. Hello. Um, my favourite. I, I make a lot of medieval furniture. We make mm. we make uh, work for all sorts of uh, periods, museums, reenactors, um, big historic organisations, and films as well. But my favourite medieval carved furniture mm. um, is a food cupboard to my right. There's a carved box. That is a very nice. That is a very nice cupboard indeed. It is. It is. It, <laughs> it's. Uh, it's a great way of hiding all your stash of booze. <laughs> so I, I've got to say, the the bags have a uh, a very interesting design on them. Uh, yes. Whose whose idea is that? Um. Well, I'm going to blame blacksmith called Dave Budd, who um who made the stamp. And, Actually. And Hugh gave it to me as a. Yeah, look at those, Alex. The um. <laughs> the, med- the medievals did love. Um, there. Am I allowed to say knob gags? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. The, the medievals did love their knob gags, and so when I was given a stamp with a cock and balls on it, I thought I've got to put it on some pouches. And so I spent quite a lot of time working out how they would have used the stamps because I didn't want to just randomly put them on. Yeah. So um, yeah, I spent quite a lot of time working out that, that if they put stamping on pouches, it would be in this sort of design. But I always make sure if somebody's looking at them. And then with a view to buying, I always make sure that they have got their glasses out because reenactors <laughs> very often are not wearing their glasses. Make sure you've got your glasses out and have a really good look at it because I do not want you to go home and accidentally find you've got cock infested leatherwork. <laughs> I don't, I, I've no problem at all with people wanting cock infested leatherwork. In fact, I'm all for it, but mm, I want to be sure that you knew when you bought it. So you get your phone calls, excuse me, I bought a purse <laughs> off you and it's, um, it's, cock infested. it's got a knob on it. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> do make plain. Plain. They do make plain decorate. ones. <laughs> I also I also try and make clear to them that it's a speculative form of decoration. <laughs> uh, who would who would normally wear something like that? Would it be the guy or the girl? Because it would guys. be a guy. Guys. Guys. Be like, yeah, um, look at me. Well, I've got me. Look at my pouch. Pouches are generally this type. This this shape with the two lobes at the bottom is known as a bollock pouch. And you do see images where people are. There's one in the um, Trevi shows the Duke de Berry. Okay. And you've got one of the serving men has got his bollock pouch slung at the front on quite mm. a low belt, and it's slung at the front, almost like a sporran. And then he's got his dagger stuck through the, the the gap at the top of the thing, and and the dagger handle is kind of sticking out. It's uh, right, it's right. very very suggestive. Mm. 
Um, but these, all these leather belts, are, leather um, pouches are men's purses. Women's purses tend to be smaller. They tend to be fabric, little drawstring jobby like this. Oh, that's nice. um, and they'd normally be hung between the um, the kirtle and the gown, so you wouldn't normally see them. Oh. Um, but and they're quite, they're quite. The, the string is quite long, so it hangs down about by your knees. Hence, cut purses can come along and. To ah, cut it off. Okay. But then you've got the whole thing about what did they keep in their pockets? That's a good because question. they didn't have, you know, iPhones and car keys and mm. all the rest. Um, we do know from the Mary Rose that um, there's one pouch found with its contents, and I think what it had um, from memory was a pair of dice, some spare points to fasten your clothes. Um, there may have been a couple of coins, and I think there was a comb. So not a lot of stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, we don't know if there was a... They didn't have hankies, so there wouldn't have been a hanky in there. No fragrance. Uh, no, I, th- oh, I think there was a piece of lay- a piece of um, ribbon as well. Yeah. No. Well, we wouldn't know if there was a fragrance. It wouldn't have survived underwater. I suppose, yeah. yeah, yeah so it's, it's, uh, there's always that sort of thing of what's, um, you know, what's left. But I always... We don't know. If you find a purse which is buried in a grave mm. we don't know whether the stuff that was in it was the contents they had in life or whether it's um, what they were buried what with, they were buried with. Yeah. but I, I liken it to great aunt dotty has died she's been laid out by the undertaker and she's in her best clothes but she always had a spare tissue and some sweeties yeah so yeah. when you know we're going to make sure that she's got you know a clean sn- a clean hanky and some t- and some sweeties because that's how I always remember her. So we don't know whether the contents of the purses found in burials are that sort of thing. Ceremonial. Or ceremonial. Yeah. Wait, 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 should we call that ceremonial? Yeah, yeah. it's a special occasion. Yeah. Sunday best yeah. type of stuff, yeah. yeah. So we don't know if you found it in 2,000 years' time, would you know, would you would you actually have had that in a pocket or is that what you put You'd in You'd be the- better with a microphone. I would be better yeah. with a microphone for sure. Or a biscuit. Or a biscuit. <laughs> well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll let, we, there's people looking, and I don't want you to lose any business, but um, you guys have been remarkable to speak to, so thank, thank you, you so, so much. We're going to keep this going. We're going to carry on. We're going to get one more person on this biscuit run. You guys have been fantastic. Have thank a great day. And make lots of money, all right? <laughs> Family motto, sell, sell, sell. Sell, sell, sell. I've just spoiled your brooch as well. Uh, yeah. Is that also in... Oh, brilliant. Oh, it does. It, so it, it does. It's a little skillet with a sausage. A, a skillet sausage. with a sausage. Like a sausage. Makes and sense. And it jiggles. Yeah. Excellent. There's a running theme here. There's a running theme. <laughs> well, if, if anybody needs one, yeah. Colin at Lionheart Replicas is your man. Sweet. Excellent. Thank you very Fantastic. much. Fantastic. Have a great day. Right. One. one. Where should we go next? Should we go next door here? Oh, some good art there. Yeah, some great art. Yeah. What's this one here? Uh, there, well, these, these stores, I think that they're... they're Oh, ah, here we go. The, the historic game shop. That out there, these guys would be great. Okay, let's go say hello to these. Um, hello, Hi. we're from the Shrewsbury Biscuit podcast. Can we come and say hello? Okay, we'll come in. We'll come in. Well, I'm Alex, and I'm Alex. Um, <laughs> we're both Alex. We are both Alex. Uh, we were looking for. We, we, we're doing what's called a biscuit run, where we hit record and we just walk and speak to people. So if, if I hand you a microphone, I'll let you introduce yourself. Um, we've, you are the historic board games. Oh, there's a. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that. There we go. Um, historic games. Then uh, we're obviously at a historical event. Um, are there games here that people have just forgotten about? That time has forgotten about that 
are still very good. Uh, there are quite a few games which are uh, forgotten about completely, uh, especially from the, the Roman period. We do from Roman to 18th century, so there are some from the Roman period which were completely forgotten and have had to be reconstructed. But there are others from the Roman period that carried all the way through to the present. So Nine Men's Morris, for instance, invented by the Romans, but still plays continuously to the present day. Yeah, fantastic. Um, I, I'm conscious that I don't want to get in the way of your business, um, but maybe we can come back when it's a bit quieter and we'll come and say hello yeah, to you guys. All right. Thank you so much for chatting to us, and we'll, we'll catch you in a bit. Okay. All right. Right. Well, um, we'll. we'll <laughs> trying to get out of here. We're getting so many looks. Like that's that's uh, the technology is very strange to us. We've never seen that before. We're medieval people, and you're coming here with your space age equipment. Um, yeah, I feel bad when 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 it's in, obstructing people's business. Yeah, yeah for sure. I don't want to. Don't want to get. Don't lose lose sales. Yeah, we've done it before. <laughs> right, so we did this last year. We did. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, yes. Nid hog. Nick. Nid <laughs> You can't say. It. You can never say it. Nid hogamid. Nid hogamid. That's it. Um, yeah, so how have you been? It's been a year. By the way, this is Alex, by the way. He's come dressed as a Hi, doctor. Hi, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor. Before you make an effort. How, how's, how's the last year been for you? Um, yeah, insane. Uh, really, really good. Um, so when we did this event last year, we just started as a company. We started trading on April the 30th of, of last year. So just before this event, you know, a couple of months before. Uh, we now stock 52 places around the UK. Uh, including a Michelin guide restaurant, uh, a load of cocktail bars. We're the sole supplier to the Yorvik Centre in York. Uh, I've just won Entrepreneur of the Year uh, for Yorkshire Northeastern Humberside, and our Elderflower Mead has won Gold Award at Europe's largest mead competition. So, yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy year, but you've, uh, really, you've really good. Really made it then, haven't you? Oh, really, I have yeah. really made it. Yeah, you're going to make me come out in hives if you start telling those hey. jokes. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, how how do you move on to doing all these different new flavors? There's a lot of experimenting, lots of uh, yeah, lots of drinking. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously, I mean, the, the flavors that we started with were the ones that I've made for us to drink because uh, obviously all of this started as a hobby. Um, and then I've sort of had a bit of a play around with stuff. We had a look at what people were drinking and enjoying. So obviously, we've created the raspberry and lemon, um, which we bought out just in time for summer because it's a summery drink and it goes really nicely over ice. Um, and we're trying to really expand into cocktails and, and make it more accessible for people. Yeah, the cocktails, they sound, I can't try any. I mean, you can okay. have one. You I can. can we'll we'll definitely make you one in a um, moment. Uh, because I'm driving, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I love a bottle of uh, I love a bottle of mead. You know, like, I love that. It's, it's a seasonal thing. Yeah. Every now and again, I'll treat myself to a bottle of mead. And it's, it's one of those things... Um, but is it spe it's a specialty item, right? You can't just walk into um, Asda and be like, well, what a bottle of me. Like. <laughs> you can't at the moment. So uh, this is our end goal. Our end goal literally is to be able to walk into any shop, any bar, any pub, any restaurant and say, Enjoy I'll have a, have, a, have a glass of mead. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, 15 years ago, gin wasn't really a thing. The only people that drank gin was my nan at the bar and it was Gordon's and Schweppes with a slice of light yeah, lemon. Yeah, and, yeah. and they were the only... Now it's a multi-billion pound industry. It's the largest drinks industry in the world um, and that just happened from from people going and deciding that gin was a, a big thing so we're hoping to do the same thing with mead um, I mean we had a conversation with a large supermarket chain last week uh, and they are looking to potentially start stocking us in some of their shops uh, it, it's, it definitely so. suit well on on you know in a supermarket because you've got a good brand thank the you the bottle looks great it yeah and the world does have a real need 
a need for mead. <laughs> We've been doing puns all week. Oh, right? great. And I love it. I love it. Out of, out of all of these flavours, then, which one would you say has sort of got the best buzz? Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Um, it's uh, flying so, off the shelf, I think. So, yeah. So, the, the traditional and the elderflower sell the best. Yeah. Uh, traditional because, obviously, it's a standard traditional mead. Um, and elderflower, obviously, it won gold uh, at Europe's largest mead competition. So, it is the best mead uh, you know it's, it's, it's my personal favorite is a bit of a weird one because i love the lemon and lime um so for me it's really refreshing really citrusy yeah. to be honest it's why we still make it because it means i get to drink it um <laughs> i love that it's mine i make it because i want it basically right? yeah that's the one i really don't care if people buy or not because i just get to drink more of excellent it's, it's fantastic um and what uh, What's coming next for you guys? I mean, obviously you're talking about the chains. Are there new flavours coming out? Are you just going to stick with this? Are the cocktails a new revitalisation for you? Yeah, so the cocktails are really interesting and different. So the best way to get people to try something new and different is to put it with stuff that they already know. So that's sort of the, the barrier that we're breaking down with people coming and trying the cocktails. We are releasing a new flavour. That's going to come out in around October time. Uh, we're, doing an, yeah, we're doing an apple and rhubarb. Um, so sort of seasonal for, for all, all, autumnal sort of stuff. Uh, and then next year, we're releasing two other flavours, uh, a sour cherry uh, and a, a blueberry and blackcurrant. So spiced pumpkin isn't on the cards? No, no, no spiced pumpkin mead, unfortunately. <laughs> but this um, is what I was going to lead to. I mean, like gins, they went a bit crazy. It was like Palmer violet flavour. <laughs> uh, you, yeah, you, you can get lots and lots of weird flavours. Is uh, this something uh, you gin. could do with mead? You, you probably could, uh, except for the fact that all of our meads we only use natural ingredients, yeah. uh, so we don't use any artificial stuff at all. So everything is fresh juices or fresh ingredients. No Bertie Bassett flavour. No, no, no Bertie Bassett flavour. No, nothing weird and wonderful like that. Just nice uh, seasonal flavours that you can drink throughout the year. I think what you got, what you do is fantastic because you're you're a reenactor yourself. Aren't I am. You? Yeah, um, you're dressed of the time today yeah yeah, yeah. Full, full medieval gear although i'm not wearing my gown because uh your sleeves droop in the uh, in the mead so i've kept the gown off uh and hopefully i'm going to go on the battlefield later on and actually have some fun that'd be nice have With you the been We're <laughs> fighting everybody everyone would just stop fighting i think and just grab a glass you know um, how do you find the time? Because you've got your own business, mm -hmm. it's a, a bustling business. Do you follow these guys around to reenactments around the country as well? I mean, how do you find the yeah, time? Yeah, so them? we do two events a weekend, every weekend. So I've now got not just myself, I now employ five people. Um, so we have two sales teams, myself and, and Ellie, my fiance. Uh, do one sales team and then we have another couple of guys that go and do another one so we do lots of reenactments we do comic cons we do nice. larp events we do tattoo conventions we do food festivals uh, and two a weekend so i love coming the reenactments i always make sure that we come to the reenactments because a we know lots of people and it's really good fun for us and b if i do find time i do get to go and hit people with swords <laughs> <laughs> kill kill two how are we going to fit this in two bits, one stone. kill two knights with one sword That'll go. Just we'll go with that. The, uh, oh, <laughs> not again. So what, what cocktails are you making then? So we've got two different cocktails on at the moment. Um, so we've got a Sif's Dream, which is gin, elderflower mead, bit of sugar syrup in there, topped mm -hmm. off with Prosecco. Or we've got a Tia's Bane, uh, named because you feel like you've lost your hands after drinking a few. Um, <laughs> it is dark rum, spice rum, lemon and lime mead uh, and lemonade. What's your favourite between two? I like the Tears Bane because I, I love, a, love a bit of rum. He said Bane, I thought you meant Bane. Why shoot a man before you throw him out of a Bane? That sounded amazing, by the way, in my ears. Um, I'm just going to let you know, you didn't hear that, but in my in ears. In your ears, it sounded brilliant, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, that was a terrible. Uh, it's nice to see you again. It really is. I love. I could, we could sit and talk for for. We uh, probably could, <laughs> and have lots of mead at the same time. If you weren't driving, me and the doctor though, we're going to have quite a few. We're going to try. Yes, try the doctor's going to try a cocktail. A we'll get the camera out again, and yeah. uh, we'll record you having your cocktail. Sweet. Thank you for chatting to me. Always. Where can people f- buy a bottle of Nidhogger if they really want? To? Uh, so head on over to our website, nidhoggermead.co.uk, which is spelled N-I-D. H-O-G-G-R and then mead.co.uk or, you know, find us in local shops if we're around at the time or come to one of these wonderful reenactments. Do you stock at um, Battlefield? Not yet. I need to go and have that conversation. Let's speak to him. Twitter or social media? Yeah, uh, find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Excellent. Brilliant. Right, we're going to see what the doctor thinks of this this cocktail. cocktail. (laughs) Right, thank you. Okay, so we met we met you last year, Tom, didn't we? Yes, Spoke, chat yeah. to you uh, outside St Mary's, and after the uh, after the battle as well. When I was like, "Yo, you know, you guys have been running up and down the field, swiping each other with swords." Someone do an interview, and you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay." It was, it was a very hot day uh, yeah, towards the end last year. A bit nicer today. This is perfect reenactment weather. This is yeah. our ideal. Yeah, we were just speaking to yeah. Lee Jones about the uh, the, the weather, and so if it was like the 35 degree weather we had. Yes, at Tewkesbury. Uh, yeah. Yes. How was that? Well, it must have been hard. Unpleasant. I spent most of the day in the tent asleep, in all honesty. Yeah. I managed to just about get up for battles and then immediately collapse back to sleep again. So it wasn't an overly active event. Yeah. But so uh, this kind of weather, it's a bit grey, a bit windy. Overcast. Uh, yeah. Overcast, yeah, with the uh, the odd threat of a odd raindrop. How does yes. rain... People always hear jokes about, uh, you know, men in, in shine armour rusting up and stuff. Is that is that an over-exaggeration? Uh, yeah, I mean, it does rust. Yeah. But the worst thing for it is actually blood, because of the oxygen content in blood just oxidises straight off your armour. And if you get any blood on it at all, it'll just rust like nothing else. But um, I coat it all in. Uh, you put waxes on it and, like, sealants and stuff, which then someone hits you and it cracks the surface and it will rust, but it's not as bad as you'd expect. No. The only thing is you can't use stainless steel because of the carbon content's too low and it's too brittle. So you have to have carbon steel, which does unfortunately rust a bit, but it's not as bad as you'd expect. Um, I remember last year we had this uh, interesting conversation about um, the youth because you're a teacher, right? That's occasionally, yes. yeah. Occasionally. yeah. <laughs> a bit less so at the moment, but occasionally. Um, I just remember the conversation we had about the, the fearful thought fact that there's a lot of kids that don't understand, like even the, some of the most modern history, like World War yeah, Two, um, um, and then we go back into the, the Tudors, medieval times. Um, are, are you guys having to fight hard to try and, um, you know, in, encourage kids to get involved with history? Uh, it's it's sort of half a fight and half an isn't. It? I mean, the minute you get an opportunity, kids want to do it. They want to learn. They find it interesting. They want to watch people beat each other up. The problem is just getting that opportunity to actually persuade them that it's going to be interesting. Because a lot of them think it won't be. If you give them a chance, they'll enjoy it. Yeah. But they just it's finding that chance for them more than anything else. It's finding the uh, the right tools as well that, that are quite engaging. Obviously, nowadays you've got horrible histories, which is which is all gruesome but fun stuff for the kids to get involved with. When I was in secondary school, they were like, oh, we're going to watch Blackadder. And I was like, what are you doing this for? But that actually, Blackadder goes forth. It's actually pretty mm. good. Um, yeah. uh, I'm not going to say, like, just learn all your history facts from uh, <laughs> Blackadder, but, you yeah, know. I mean, we, we are regularly quoting Blackadder. It's... Uh, I mean, for for everyone here, things like Blackadder and Monty Python, you'll find very few reenactors who aren't big fans of 
sort of have you really ever been walking on um, and have people with coconuts just behind you? Yeah, I did used to have a set, but I, I put them away somewhere when we moved house, and I've not been able to find them yet. So uh, maybe next year I'll get some more. But uh, um, what's what are the highlights for weekends like this for you? What what do you enjoy the most? Uh, it's twofold really. It's nice to see people. It is very social, and it's nice to meet all the people. Nice to meet all the groups, and then it is just quite nice to have a big punch up. Really, I mean. <laughs> When I started, it was all history, 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 but I do quite enjoy fighting people with axes I do, I do and swords. Like a jolly good stabbing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, you get very into that. And it is nice to see sort of a public getting involved and engaged and just sort of having the chance to see history slightly more mm. realistically than you get from reading a book. We were watching the... Uh the, the, the parade, the sort of procession walking into the battlefield, and the, the kid that was on the drum was going, We will, we, even he was like, Yes, yeah, so well, we've got we've got our drummer boys just here. Oh, it's so good to see the kids yeah. getting involved. Yeah, so he is dr- drumming us I on. loved him. I've got, yeah. I've got great footage of him. Yeah. He did a great job on the drums. Well done. Um, it's fantastic. I love seeing you guys out doing this because the passion is there and everyone's having a good time and the, the camaraderie seems good as well, you know. Yeah, lovely bunch of people. You won't meet. Well, okay, some of them. Most of them are lovely reenactors. Not mentioning any names, but most of them are lovely. There's always one or two, but uh, most of them are. We can fine. get them back on the battlefield and with a sword afterwards. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> well, it's nice been chatting to you, uh, and uh, I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, and yeah, thank you. Yeah, eventually, we'll win if you keep giving us year after year after year. <laughs> you never know. Maybe we'll actually make it Rewrite off. Rewrite history. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since Spurs won anything, so it'd be nice for him to have a go. Where is where is Hotspur anyway? Where is? Uh, he's just having a nap, I would guess. Is he having a nap? Is he? Don't know. No idea. No. He's off. I annoyed him earlier because, like, oh, I'm not a history buff. Every year I come to this, I have to be rem- reminded of the facts of what happened. And we were walking past earlier doing the vlog. It's like, oh, there's the king. And he went, what's Spur? I was <laughs> shouting at us. So he's probably not speaking to us. <laughs> be nice to find him. Anyway, Tom, thank you so much. No, we'll leave you right. to Always it. nice to see you. Have a great weekend. Yeah, lovely. Peace out. And we've found Matthew Howarth. How are you? Good, thank you. Good. Uh, well, um, first of all, I need to apologise. We were supposed to do like a preview interview about this, and we, we never managed to pull it off because um, I was poorly. Um, but uh, we're here today at the Battle of Shrewsbury. Yeah. How, how were preparations for you? Uh, really good. Um, yeah, a lot busier than last year. Uh, we've got twice the amount co- uh, attended. And um, everyone's happy, everyone's cheerful and ready to fight. Yeah. So. Uh, we were just chatting to, to Tom, who we spoke to last year, um, and he was talking about you know how um, he enjoys this. He enjoys um, not just the history, mm. but going out and having a good scrap afterwards as well. There seems to be a yep. comic recurring thing where people like to come here and just get stuck in with the blades and stuff, which is good. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Get stuck in. Get stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You get a lot dedicated to the living history side, or just want to come and socialise, have a bit of a scrap. And that side of things as well so it's a nice it's a nice mix and they enjoy it yeah. so um are you going to go and have a, a fight later on the last fight um i might do tomorrow i don't know about today yet but yeah. i've got all my armor ready and uh it must get, it must be frustrating for you because obviously you've put this together um but to uh, not be able to, to to get stuck in well again like <laughs> <laughs> well, some ways yes but then at the same time it's for everyone else's enjoyment really that i do it and um like to promote the history of um, like Shrewsbury and the Battle of Shrewsbury, and so it's just good to see. Good, to, good sit- to see like the big crowd and things like that. Do you do you find yourself on occasion sitting back and going, 
I did this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I did the right. That's normally a Saturday night thing. When I'm yeah. sat by the beer tent with a pint and you're just like watching everyone just enjoying themselves or like had a good day. And what do you what do you think is the most rewarding aspect of it at the end of it all for you? The main thing for me is um, for people to know about the battle. It's it should be on the map and it isn't really. It is locally but not nationally known and it should be in schools and things like that. And it's just to get that awareness out. That's the main thing I do it for. So, yeah, we were talking about um, the, the King earlier, the movie, The King. Mm. The Battle of Shrewsbury was just two guys rolling around in the mud. Yeah, <laughs> like the backdrop and all the guys that were there. It was quite a pretty scene, but historically, historically, yeah, yeah useless. <laughs> um, I, um, I so I, I, confession, confession time. I need reminding every time I come here, which is good. It's just fine. I think like repetitive, uh, you know, repetition of, of facts is important to remember it. So we were walking by earlier and I walked past Hotspur and I was like, oh, look, it's the king. He was like, oh, Hotspur! You had to go to us. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's nice to see that you're doing this again and again and again because I feel like, um, you know, you do need to encourage the youth to get involved with history yep. because, you know, there's so much that isn't being taught in school mm-hmm. and, you know, history is happening all the time. So, you know, we were talking about the other day um, you know things like 9-11 9-11 is, is history now that's being taught in schools yep. and, and you know to us that was just something that happened mm. you know yeah no great. I agree and just, like even though it happened 619 years ago it still had a big influence on like medicine uh, warfare changes things like that that are still influencing things now yeah. So. Yeah, we were chatting to the surgeon. He's fantastic, by the way. He's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Mm. Um, he was talking. He did a demonstration about the the, the, the thing that went in the cheekbone. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had Timmy holding Ed the head. Yeah. Which was <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> You've done a, a remarkable job, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be more people turning up for the second battle for sure. Yeah. And we definitely. got some great footage. We really did. So I can't Brill. wait to to release the vlog. Um, yeah. For, yeah. For that. Looking forward to seeing it. Um, I, I mentioned to Lee um, earlier that maybe we can. Um, Put together a virtual podcast or something yep. uh, over over Streamyard and have a debrief. Yeah, what, that'd be cool. What were the biggest challenges? What didn't work? What did work? And what yep. you're going to bring to next year that you wish you had this year? That sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We we'll definitely do something. Brilliant. Um, have you got any more questions, Alex? Not from me. No. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much for chatting to no us worries. and well done for planning such a brilliant okay. event. No, thank you for coming along. Thank you. Cheers. Right. So uh, I think we're going to call it quits here. We've. We've had a good chat with Nid Hogamid. We've talked about penis-infested uh, leather pouches. Um, <laughs> we've spoken to Matthew, the organiser, and we've spoken to a few people walking around. Um, Alex, uh, what are your final thoughts on, on this? To be honest, I mean, is there some... I think I, I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I mean, the, every single person we've spoken to has been jolly. You know, they've been up, up for a good chat, and they're all passionate about what they do. So at the end of it... You know, you, you can't ask for sort of a better time, I don't think. You know, if you're coming along, you're, you're seeing a fight. Um, you know, and, and everyone everyone who's here actually cares about what they're doing. And it's a free thing as well. You yeah, it's free. That's, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's free. It's fantastic. And it's raising awareness about a bit of history that, you know, perhaps should be on the map more. Yeah. Um, I do love this event. And um, if, you, if you want, if you were here at the event and you, you, you liked a particular thing, please write to Matthew. Um, and, and tell him or you know you can even tell us at the biscuit if you really want to um, if you had a great experience if there's something you'd like to see at the uh, at the event that isn't here also as well um, because uh, they're always looking for ways to improve this every year 
and um, you know what I've really enjoyed myself too like I said at the beginning of the podcast make sure you check out the vlog as well which is on YouTube drop us a subscribe please we need more subscribers on YouTube we very rarely use it so it's time to start uh, <laughs> weighing in on that sort of thing um, and don't forget to check out our website as well which is the shoeswithbiscuitpodcast.co.uk that's made for us by our friends at uh, Web Orchard um, if you need a website they'll make the perfect website for you and um, don't forget guys Pod Aid is coming very very soon um, on the 29th of September at 9am we'll be hitting record and going live for 24 hours in front of camera and mic in aid of uh, Lingen Davis we'll be raising as much money as possible um, so we want your views we want you to share you can also donate and just get involved in any way you can so that's going to be Pod A 2022 we're looking forward to it we have our sponsors in reach uh, we're going to be doing I'd love to stay um, and we have lots and lots of people getting involved so uh, we'd love your support right we're going to leave you guys now and I hope you've enjoyed this uh, thank you Alex again no thank you Alex <laughs> I love that thank it's you, Alex. always fun isn't it it's <laughs> uh, great uh, we'll catch you guys next time peace out <laughs>